Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, Disney World's attendance and market share continues to decline while Universal continues to make gains. Bob Iger resigns from the President's Council over the President's decision to leave the uh, Paris Climate Accord. And the Diz crossed a major threshold on June 1st. Not just that we celebrated our 20th anniversary, but we surpassed having raised $500,000 for Give Kids the World. We're going to talk about that a little later. Also a little later, Steve Porter is going to join us uh, from the Grand Floridian as he talks about resort hopping on rainy days. All that coming up next. From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. Is unplugged episode 942 for the week of June 6th, 2017. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Mr. John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Kathy Worling. Hi, everybody. Corey Martin. I'm just happy to be here. And back in the production nook, our associate producer, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello. And our producer, Mr. Craig Williams. Hello. Well, uh, it is great to be back with you because this is like my first show in almost a month. Um, I was looking at my notes. It's been a month yeah. since we've been on the show. And uh, so it feels really, really good uh, to be to be back here. Um, I'm really glad we all survived the week. We had a big, big, big week last week, of course. The Diz celebrated its 20th anniversary on uh, June 1st. We're going to talk about that uh, experience a little later on in the show. But there is something I do want to talk about, uh, something that happened on June 1st. And I am going to do my best to get through this without crying, because it was really special. Are the rest of us allowed to bet? Because <laughs> <laughs> God knows that day, I start, when, it, when it happened, I certainly I just, wanted to, I I just wanted to know if I should put money in. I um, had the goosebumps when he told me. Um, so going back to, I, I guess it was 2006 or 2007, uh, the very first Disney we ever had was uh, at the Swan Dolphin up in their concierge lounge. And, of course, Bob Varley, the man whom the studio is named for, who passed away in 2008, was there. And, he, as always, he had his, his cart, cat. Uh, his cat. And the cart was always adorned with everything, um, Christmas lights and all sorts of things. It was a little Beverly yeah. Hillbillies. Yeah, it, was. it was. But it was Bob. It was quintessential. It was quintessential Bob. During that meet, and, and please forgive me, I cannot remember this young girl's name. Um, uh, but during the meet, uh, Bob met a family with this young girl, and he gave her a gift. And he said, I don't have any more of these to give out, so please don't say anything. But he gave it to this young girl. Well, this young girl is now in high school. And her mother and her sister were on hand for... Uh, well, we're not ready for that yet, but okay. Um, I'll tell you when to switch to it. Um, Spoiler. The, the young girl, uh, this, this, uh, this girl's sister and mother were on hand uh, for the event uh, on June 1st. And they, want, they felt that uh, the, the young girl that Bob gave this gift to felt that it was time for this to come back to the studio. And 
This is a Yeti that used to hang all the time on the back of Bob's cart. And, yeah, I knew. I should have bet. I did. That it came back to us on the 20th anniversary um, for us to bring back into the studio. It was very special. And there's a picture of Bob with this young girl and her mom. Or actually with the young girl and the Yeti, I should say. Unless her mom is the Yeti. Um, But, uh, and that was the day he gave it to her. And uh, for the 20th anniversary, this has come back to the studio and will find a place of distinction Mm -hmm. where it belongs. How did that little girl get older when we didn't? Yeah, really. Um, I, 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 I do want to thank I, I do want to thank that family and that girl. I'm sorry. I will find that I will go get her name and do this again next week with a name as I should have done before this show. Um, do you have a name for the Yeti? I don't believe so. I think we should call it Kofefe. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it, it's, in, it's incredibly special. Um, and I'm very grateful that you gave this back to us. Um, and uh, uh, your thoughtfulness and your kindness in giving this back to us so we can put it in the studio is greatly appreciated. So the Yeti will join uh, other memorabilia from all the years that we've been doing this show, but in particular, um, some, of Bob's, uh, some of Bob's items that's still, uh, still here in the studio um, with great affection. So thank you very much for that. I think it's, uh, it's classic Bob to say, I don't have any more of these. It's not like it was a pin. Right, it, it's a yeti. I mean, how many yetis would you have? Bob? Well, your Bob, you might have, you might have a garage <laughs> full. He hoarded stuff, so this is the last one. Is the only one would I have? This surprise you if he had twenty out in his car. <laughs> but it was great to see that. So that I was, was a surprise how well she kept it. It's like pristine. Mm-hmm. No, it's yeah, it is. It's like it's, it's like brand new. It is, and it just that that really hit me. Um, that that was the day. That I mean, that was a very special, special day. And like I said at the beginning, we'll talk about it a little later on. But completely unplanned. First thing in the morning. Completely mm-hmm. unplanned. Um, we, uh, we, you know, we actually crossed the half million dollar mark in our efforts to raise money for Give Kids the World on June 1st. So it's just an incredibly special day. But I don't want to go too much into that now. I want to save that for a little later on. But uh, just want to thank everybody who came out and supported us. We had over a thousand people in town. Uh, uh, to help us celebrate. We had a wonderful, wonderful time, even if it was absurdly hot that week. Um, You realize how generous people are? Oh, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Incredibly generous. Incredibly generous. Um, And, you know, I've got to say it again. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Um, You know, you make it look effortless. You make the whole thing look effortless. And I know it's not. I know how much work mm-hmm. you put into it and how much work your team puts into it. But my God, and I'm not just talking about the party, I'm, the whole week. I mean, John has everything down to a science. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous how smooth everything runs. We how get to well show up and enjoy, runs, you know? You know? And <laughs> exactly. We, yeah, we get to do that. We get to show mm-hmm. up and just be there. And John handles everything. So. Um, you know, I appreciate all the people that come up to me and thank me for that stuff. Don't. I, that's why I keep saying don't. They roll me out for parties. This is John. Um, and I know that as much work as it is, 
I know that you love it. I do I love it. I know that you have right. such he, he it's such a creative uh, uh, outlet for you to come up with the ideas, to figure out ways. And there's something I think there's something really enjoyable in overcoming the challenges even though it can be annoying sometimes. He always does no matter what the challenge <laughs> is, he finds a way to 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 break through it and make incredible incredible things like that party Thursday night. But don't you feel like you've been carrying a huge box around and you finally got to put the box right. out to somebody else? I feel like I've I've come to terms with the fact that I think that my role when it comes to Disney is helping people have these unique experiences. Sometimes it's on a much smaller scale. Sometimes it's just you we know, we feel that way about ABD, too. Right, right? Backstage magics where we get to do something special, but sometimes there's these big parties, and that's where I feel like my connection to Disney lies is letting people see Jody Benson, mm-hmm. uh, letting people be in Epcot and be one of a few people to experience Illumination. But also, so cool. also as as somebody that's had the privilege and pleasure of working alongside you for 20 years, you do that with everything you touch, whether or not it is the parties or. Uh, the ABDs with everything, the baskets that we put in, uh, that we give to our cruise clients, the thought and time and consideration that you put into that w- w- with how clients are dealt with in dreams. It does it with everything. There is, you always have that, that how can I make this special? How can I make this better? How can I make this different? It is one of your very unique qualities and gifts. So thank you. Um, now that we're done. Okay, doing that because right. he's gonna he's he's not gonna be able to get out get out out the door if I keep going. If I get any redder, <laughs> he might explode. He might explode if I get any redder. So that's what actually because I don't have a party to push. Um, I have uh, nothing else in housekeeping. Um, I don't know if anybody else does. No, nope. no, I do. Okay, uh, somebody just sent this thing this to me in the mail. This this mint julep hat. Uh, Hope. So thank you very much for this. She just said. Thank you for always bringing a smile. She addressed it to the lady julep. Thanks for always bringing a smile to on my day. So that was nice. I'm so her. glad that name is stuck. Yeah. And then there's these other folks who are in Connecticut that wrote us this letter. Um, they they address it to me, but it's really for everybody. It was the um, Steph and Kevin. Um, they give us these like they do these Foxy Pride rainbow pen or like tabby wolf might be the name of their thing but it's these really cute little fox with a little rainbow tail on the back of it so that was really sweet and thoughtful of them so just a little shout out to them and thank you for that they you know you didn't have to do that but it was very thoughtful of you i appreciated it it was very cute oh wow that's really cool yeah so it was nice we have those white foxes and orange foxes too cool that's beautiful all right what else anybody else anything in housekeeping to be the shortest housekeeping we've had. Are we gonna do other shows? Months. Oh yeah, we got to talk about other shows. I didn't put that in my script though. So, <laughs> um, do you have Tom's? Uh, I do. Yeah, because I was lazy this morning. I, um, I have it. Oh, and you might hear Abby. Abby's wearing her tap her. shoes. So, shall we start? Okay, uh, Disneyland edition, of course, live Sunday night at seven o'clock uh, Pacific time. Mixler.com or available now on iTunes and DizUnplugged.com. Uh, this week, the Disneyland uh, team shares their thoughts about Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout and the rest of Summer of Heroes offerings at Disney California Adventure. So find that now. Sounds good. And of course, every Wednesday, DizUnplugged.com, the best and worst of Walt Disney World. And which episode goes up this week, Craig? Uh, the best and worst Magic Kingdom quick service restaurants voted on by all the people. That was in the a world fun show. There. 
Yes. Yeah, we got a few of those coming up. We got a few good ones coming yeah. up. So, yeah. All right. So, yeah, best and worst quick service restaurants as voted on by you at the Magic Kingdom coming up this Wednesday, disunplugged.com. Of course, every Thursday, disunplugged.com, the universal edition of the Dis Unplugged. With Craig and Rhino, and what do you have coming up this week, Craig? Uh, this week, we're probably going to talk about some of the news we've missed the past couple weeks because of uh, pre-recorded shows and the party and all that. So we're going to do a catch-up. Okay. Catch-up. Yep. Awesome. And, of course, every Friday, Diz Pop with Rhino Clavin and sometimes other people. And what are you doing this week, Rhino? Um, well, Craig and I are going to discuss our time at MegaCon and everything you would need to know about such an event and give you how we went about it. And then um, if you're subscribed to the iTunes feed, I'm going to do just a little quick mini review of Wonder Woman because a couple of people asked about that. And then um, The Mummy comes out this week. So I'll have a little review of that in conjunction with our episode of Universal for the following week. Awesome. A Megacon was crazy. Yeah, it was was cool. It was. was, There was a lot of cool stuff there. But wow, there was a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I was getting uncomfortable. It was insane. Especially Sunday. Sunday, I was like... Every year it gets bigger and bigger. It's just... it's just I They've moved it this year into a different part of the convention center. And even then, I'm like, still still massive. So every year, this is a, a growing event. And, you know, there were a bunch of listeners that stopped and said hello, though. So I appreciate it. Um, who took ridiculous photos of me in spandex. So that was nice. <laughs> Thank you for that. He wasn't just walking around in spandex. He was <laughs> done up as uh, one of the Power Rangers. They look great, too. Like, yeah. They were like the best Power Rangers in there because like there was a lot of them and yeah, these yeah, guys yeah. <laughs> tried. I tried to get through it. I it was really like did. a Power Ranger beauty contest. I got. I did get like mine. Got a. I got a photo in Orlando Weekly as one of the best. Yeah. Things. So that was cool. Of all the f- five gay guys dressed yeah. up like Power Rangers, yeah. you guys were the best. Yeah. Congratulations. We were all five. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm telling Abby to lay down. Um, there's also another show on Mondays that we didn't mention. Oh, the Dreams Unlimited Travel. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sure I have my script in front of me. <laughs> sure he was going to get there eventually. The dr- well, save the best for last. Thank you. Is he going to talk about the show where we were wearing spandex? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good episode. Uh, the Dreams Unlimited Travel podcast every Monday. Disunplug.com and YouTube.com slash Dreams Unlimited Travel. And what is this week's show? All right. This past Monday, Kevin tells us all about uh, Viking River Cruises. It was a really good show. I actually went back and watched it, and I thought it was a really good show. Very informative. And coming up next Monday, we do a Dreams Unlimited Travel question and answer. More about using Dreams Unlimited Travel, what we can and can't book, how things work with us. So that was a by request show. So tune in. Awesome. All right, so that's it for me. Anything else in housekeeping? Going once, going twice. Over to Johnny with the news. All right, first news story. Disney World attendance decreased in 2016. Universal increased. Central Florida's theme park industry experienced a slight dip in attendance last year, with the Universal Orlando Resort being the exception, according to numbers from the Themed Entertainment Association, or TEA, and the AECOM, an engineering firm. The TEA slash AECOM estimates are generally accepted to be a reliable source of attendance information. Here's how the Orlando parks performed in 2016. Disney parks suffered attendance drops ranging between 0.5% and 0.7%. The Magic Kingdom still remains as a top most attended theme park with 2.4 million visitors in 2016. 
Universal Orlando Resort experienced significant growth. I think that should be 24 million, shouldn't it? I think that's a mistype. I think it's 24 million visitors Is a it year. 24? I apologize. 2.4 million people were there Saturday. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> certainly felt like that. I, I, think, I, I think apologize. I think that's a mistype. Well, I, I, don't think, I think that's the, the, the copy that I sent you. Okay. Um, because that's in mind, too. So 24 million. Universal Orlando Resort experiences significant growth. Uh, they had an increase of about uh, Universal Studios had an increase of about four point three percent, and Islands of Adventure improved attendance by six point five. Those are incredible numbers. They are. SeaWorld Orlando attendance fell by seven point nine percent, excluding Universal Orlando Parks experience and attendance drop. All Orlando Parks experience an attendance drop for the year. A few possible explanations for the decrease are the Pulse terror attack, fewer South American visitors in general political uncertainty. Dennis Spiegel, president of International Theme Park Services, said, quote, people were afraid to leave their comfort zone and that this led to success for regional parks like Six Flags and Cedar Fair. As far as Universal's immunity to the decline, Spiegel credited recent additions to the parks. In 2016, Universal opened a redesigned version of the Incredible Hulk coaster, as well as a new Skull Island Reign of Kong attraction. Uh, Disney and Universal declined to comment on the numbers, but SeaWorld did make a statement. Quote, TEA slash AECOM attendance numbers are estimates and not based on actual numbers, the company said also mentioning that they do not report their annual numbers, and if you ask again, you will sleep with the fishes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, none of, the, none of the parks release attendance numbers. So. Right, but, but, right, but the TEA numbers are pretty generally covered as accurate. Um, that's been for years. This isn't new. Uh, the TEA numbers are released every year, and, you know, there's always there's always that response from one of them when the numbers aren't what they want. Right. Oh, you know, well they're just guessing. You know, we know what the real numbers are. Well, okay, um, but this is, uh, and you know, we kind of go into this a little bit too in the next story. Uh, this is a trend now. Um, we're not we're not talking about you know the days of of crediting Universal's growth to Harry Potter are over. They've had their bump. They've had their bump from that. Uh, a a four percent increase at Universal Studios and a six and a half percent increase at Islands of Adventure, especially at Islands of Adventure, because what Wizarding World opened what seven years ago, eight years ago, something like that. It's yeah. been a while. Um, so while that's still popular and people still come for that, that's not what's driving this growth. So Universal is now showing that they can grow without Harry Potter. In addition to Harry Potter, I should say. Um, that's got... If, if you want to know if that's scaring the crap out of Disney, just take a drive anywhere around Disney property and look at the extraordinary amount of construction going on. That's why it's happening. So anybody can debate these numbers, but Disney would not be doing what they are doing. If this wasn't fairly accurate, it seems like everything at Disney is under construction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every, everywhere you look, everywhere you go, there's a crane and bulldozers and, and under. And, and look, you know what? And and yeah, it's annoying, especially driving around, especially like around Caribbean Beach in that area. I mean, I was staying at the boardwalk last week, so I was having to drive back and forth through that, and it was like, oh my lord, this is incredibly bad. But I also know from experience, you know, I whined and moaned about the construction, and I stand by it. Um, the construction that went on uh, with Disney Springs. 
and how it messed traffic up for years and was just a complete nightmare. But when they were done, wow, it was incredible. So I know that when they're finished with this, when they're finished with this round of construction, God knows what comes next. But when they're finished, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I have no doubt. Again, look at Pandora. Um, People are raving about Pandora. You know, yes, we criticized for years about, you know, will my children be out of college before this opens? Um, It was taking so long. But now that it's open, people are nuts about it, as is evidenced by the five-hour lines to get on some of the attractions over there. Um, So... You know, there is an end game in sight, but in the meantime, there's a reason all of this is going on. And numbers like this are the reason. But the bigger story really is the next one John has. Walt Disney World falls below 70% of market share in Orlando for the first time ever. Walt Disney World falls to 69.3% of the Orlando theme park market share. And Universal Orlando result raises to above 25% for the first time ever. This is the first time that Walt Disney World slipped under the 70% marker. Universal is up from 16% in 2009. This huge shift in market share over the last eight years is due largely in part to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Um, Not to take anything away from Universal, obviously. They're doing an excellent job. Everything is fantastic. Next year, that's going to be back over 70% with Pandora. I'm sorry. Pandora is just... Everywhere you look, that's all people are talking Did about. Did you get to see it yet? Y'all went. We haven't had a chance we, to see it. Uh, yeah, I haven't gotten over there either. Um, you I'm, know, I'm going to have to make a special trip and just endure. But yeah. I hear, you know, Animal Kingdom, hottest park on earth, five hour lines. Go at night. Go at night. Even then, though, because we did that the one night that we stayed on property, we got there at 11 or about quarter to 11, and they had closed down flights of passage at 9 to clear out the day guests. So they started with a fresh queue, and we still waited like an hour and a half to get into flights of passage. See, I don't even have to get on the rides. I just want to see it, and I want to see it at night because that's what everyone is talking about. Yeah. It's how incredible But you know what? We did that, and I had seen it in the daylight, and then this time I saw it at night. I think you almost have to see it in the daylight so that you can appreciate it at night. Because there's so many details. You see more details in the day yeah. than you do at night. Unless you do long exposure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> do you guys agree with that? You think Disney's going to capture back I, that? Oh, yeah. Look, I, I, I think this is going to be, this is going to, you know, I, I've, I've often likened it to a tennis match. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with, with serves being lobbed up and down I-4 between them. Um this is just starting to kick into high gear. So, don't you think Universal's reaching maximum density as far as what property they have? Nope. You don't. You think nope. there's still room to expand? Oh, they, they they bought they just bought back a massive plot of land on I Drive that no. they can put another theme park and three more hotels on. So, no, they absolutely have room to expand, and they are. I mean, they're being aggressive about it, and they also have a very wealthy sugar daddy. Uh, in Comcast, that will just start, you know, if they think the investment is worth it and they're aggressive, they'll just start buying crap up. They'll just start buying crap and bulldozing it. Um, But I I will tell you this. um, You know, interestingly, conveniently, the week of Pandora, um, some things start getting leaked about Super Nintendo World 
at Universal. And because of a lot of reasons, um, and I think it's certainly not the least of which is that Pandora opened and Universal wanted to get a little something out there. Um, what we know from the patents that have been filed, um, this is going to be a big expansion. I still stand by that it is not going to be an additional land in a theme park, but a theme park unto itself, which is why it has not been announced yet. And it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. So they're going to keep lobbing these balls back and forth at each other. But the fact that Universal has successfully managed, think about where they were in 2000. Think about how they, you know, especially after 2001, after 9-11, Universal was, I mean, all the parks were hardhead, but Universal was a ghost town, was an absolute ghost town. And yes, their fortunes changed with Harry Potter. There's no question about it. But as I mentioned in the last, in the last story, they're now growing their park outside of that. And they just, they've, got their, they, they've got momentum on their side right now. 25% of the market share from 16%? That's huge. That's massive. And when you think about it, too, the Orlando market is up year to year to year. We're breaking records year mm-hmm. to year to year. So that number is more... Dollar wise, it's not like it's a confined set right. of people, so it's huge. So they're exactly. I what I like about Universal is Universal is doing a lot of what Disney used to do, and that it always wasn't about big lands. It was about okay, let's add a little bit different attraction. Let's redo an attraction so that there's always something new to see. Well, there's, it's it's but it's both. It's right. they're doing that and they're doing the big stuff. And so now, and what you have Disney doing is 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 playing catch up. It's a position they never wanted to be in, but they were arrogant in the face of Wizarding World of Harry Potter. They did not think it was going. They felt impervious, and now you know they've been visited by three ghosts in the middle of the night, and now they know. Oh wow, we're not impervious. So let's put everything under construction. Now Star Wars Land opens. All bets are off. Yeah. All bets are off. And it was funny because a few weeks ago, one of our listeners, Tobias, uh, out in Germany, sent me an audio clip of a show that we did in 2007, um, well before Disney bought Lucasfilm. And we were talking about this topic, about how Disney could possibly respond to Wizarding World. And I said the only way they could respond was Star Wars. So I had to put that on my Facebook page. (laughs) Okay. and so they are responding with Star Wars. And I think, I think they will definitely see a bump. Definitely see a bump from Pandora. No question. But the game changer in this, because the, the game changer in this is going to be Star Wars. After that, it's what Universal's response is. Right now, it's on Disney. After that, it's going to be what Universal's response is. What are they going to announce with Super Nintendo? Is that where they're going to bank their response to Star Wars? Or is it going to be something completely out of left field that we haven't heard about? Um, Like I said, they bought that huge plot of land back that they had sold in 2000, 2001 because they needed the money. They bought that land back. They now have enough room to add another theme park and more hotels and entertainment, plus the land that Wet n' Wild sat on, Um, which I think what I heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm sorry if I'm stealing your show Thursday here, um, but correct me if I'm wrong, what I heard was that that land where Wet n' Wild is, 
They're going to put their administrative offices over there and then use where the land where the administrative offices is to expand the park out. That's what I've heard, but not anywhere, no one else has said that. No, it's they already announced Hotel, it's right? hotels. It, it's yeah. hotels. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they're putting hotels on that plot of land. They're going to put more hotels on the other one. And I, I'm telling you, they're going to put another theme park. They're going to put another theme park. Question is, what is it going to be? Because that's a really t- that's going to be a really tough one for Disney to counter. If, especially if they get another big IP like Harry Potter. Um, I mean, Disney has the land. Does Disney have the guts? Because in, you know, it cost them a billion dollars to build Animal Kingdom in 1998. It's going to cost them a lot more to build a theme park in 2020, 2021. But don't you think Star Wars is going to give them a bump for quite a while? I think it will. But they're going to have, again, it's the tennis match. So yeah. that's one lob. And then Universal is going to build another theme park. And that's another lob. And then Disney's going to have to respond to that. That's why I say, you know, get your popcorn out. Because yeah. this just keeps getting more and more interesting. And then you see numbers like this. You see Universal increasing their market share while Disney's is decreasing. You see Universal's attendance increasing while, you, while Disney's is decreasing. And it's starting to get interesting now. And the more interesting those numbers get, the more intense the competition gets, the more intense the competition gets. These are, these are people who don't like to lose. If Disney and Comcast, yeah. they don't like to lose. So they're going to get creative. They're going to get aggressive. And it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until someone just delivers the death blow to the other. Do you think um, like how they're tearing down or they're redoing Caribbean Beach and they're putting in the gondola system. Do you think that's all part of it? Maybe Absolutely. they're not countering with a park. They're well, there. Take a look. Just take a look at where the construction is. You've got construction in theme parks. You've got construction in infrastructure, the roadways. You've got things like the gondola system being built. You have, I mean, mass construction going on at Caribbean Beach. Mass construction. Mass destruction at this Destruction. Point, yeah. Is, yeah. Is, I mean, they're food courts in a stinking tent. Well, so, did you see all the villages that they tore down? Barbados, as you go in, as you go into the resort now, there's just giant scrims. And what was like across the lake from check-in, those buildings are all gone. It's just, it's sad, but also, it's exciting. There's a great deal of construction along the highways. And I had heard that this is something that they're thinking about with those driverless cars. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't okay. be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. So this is going to continue to get incredibly interesting. It is a wonderful time to be a theme park fan in Orlando. It is a wonderful time to have my job in Orlando right now because um, these stories are going to keep coming and this stuff is going to keep going on. There are, I mean, look, there's billions and billions of dollars in the offing here for these guys. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's a, it's, it's big game. It's big game, and they are playing to win. And, you know, right now, I mean, look, Universal is a long way away from overtaking Disney as the number one theme park in Orlando. They are a long way away, and there is certainly no guarantee. Just the fact that they have made these inroads is the big story. Now, where it goes, my money's still on Disney, honestly. I think I love Universal. I don't think they're ever going to overtake Disney. I could be wrong on that. I don't think I am. But unless Disney decides to become a car wash company or <laughs> some other bizarre, they just completely change their focus of their business to something unrelated to what they're doing now and sell off the theme parks, 
unless something like that happens, I don't see Disney ever, ever truly losing their 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 place atop the heap. But so very interesting stuff. Very, very interesting stuff. All right. Our third and final news story. Bob Iger has resigned from Donald Trump's advisory council over Paris agreement withdrawal. Bob Iger, chairman and CEO of the Walt Disney Company, has announced via his Twitter account that he has resigned from President Donald Trump's Strategic and Policy Forum, which is comprised of some of the country's most respected and successful business leaders. Iger Iger is not the only one who has dropped out of the council today. Uh, Elon Musk, known for SpaceX, uh, PayPal, Tesla, Hyperloop. And about 83 other things. This is all all his stuff. Resigned just a couple hours before Iger's announcement. So uh, I have a lot of respect for Bob Iger. I think he gave it a try. And I think, you know. Yeah, he held. He he stuck it out when, you know, everybody was yelling at him. You know, how can you support Donald Trump? He stuck it out. He's not the only business leader. A lot of business leaders uh, are are upset about this withdrawal, including hysterically ExxonMobil. Right. And BP. Um, and BP. Um, so it's not, this is not a left-right thing. Um, you know, business wanted this as well as uh, other, other part, scientists and politicians, certain politicians and certain political persuasions um, so this is not just a left-right thing here. Um, you know, Wall Street, very unhappy with the decision uh, to pull out of the uh, Paris Climate Accord. I love the fact that, first of all, California has decided to make their own. And it was mentioned the other day that the city of Pittsburgh, Yay. they mentioned Pittsburgh, where we represent Pittsburgh and not Paris. And Pittsburgh says, no, we're doing this too. We're, going, we're in. We're not pulling out. We're going to do it. So I'm, I'm happy to see that. Yeah. I got to tell you something. We've been watching the new season of Game of um, House of Cards. Don't. And I have only half. I'm not going to tell you anything. <laughs> okay. However, House of Cards used to be great guilty pleasure because it was so out there. And now we're watching it this year, and we both keep saying the same thing. This is kind of tame, and it, it, but if you turn the news, if you just turn over to the news, you think, okay, the news has become the new House of Cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's very <Yep>. true. <laughs> yep. So I'm, I think I, they have my respect. I, I think, you know, this was a mistake. Yeah, well. For a lot of reasons. And yeah, yeah, I don't want to go too far. Yeah, I'm trying not I to could. be there. I, I've, already I, been, I, I've already been accused of being a social justice warrior. But I think we get <laughs> And I just want you to know, if I could wear my SJW cape and thing, I would wear it in a heartbeat. Super Jew? Uh, yeah, that's even better. <laughs> um, I don't. I, that's not a slur to me. No, it's not. I don't say it as a slur. Um, no, no, I meant the other super, one. No. Super, su- social justice warrior. I'm okay with it. So what about the sort of buzz out there that Bob Iger might be positioning to run for president? Well, okay. If you're Bob Iger and you want and you have thoughts about running in uh, 2021, right? 2020. 2020. Um then what you do is you have people unrelated to your company start floating that idea. Unrelated to you, start floating that idea. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of get an idea of what the response is. And then you start doing high-profile things that get your name in the news for things not related to what you do for a living. Um, Kathy then, Griffin, just... Call like tweet at Kathy Griffin. Yeah. That, that's one way to do it. 
um, then then you start making some speeches. You start making some very specific types of speeches at very specific types of organizations or companies in very specific states, namely New Hampshire and, Ohio and, and uh, Iowa. Then you form an exploratory committee. So if Bob Iger is thinking about it, he's on step one. He's on step one. And I believe, look, you know what? With, with Donald Trump winning, regardless of what you think of Donald Trump, with Donald Trump becoming president, an entire arena of this country, namely billionaires and big businessmen, now suddenly see the White House as possible. Um, it's, not, it's no longer unheard of for somebody famous for being in business who's not been a politician before to win a national election and become president of the United States. That barrier has now been broken. Right or wrong, the barrier has been broken. So now you're starting to see, I mean, rumors are being floated about Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg's being a little bit more aggressive about it. But now you see, you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, Rumors are being floated about that, and he's not doing an awful lot to shoot them down. Um, Now now you're seeing it with Iger. You're going to see it with other people. Over the course, because this is the time you would start thinking about it. If you're planning a run for 2020, you're, you're, you're thinking about it now. And by next year, you'll have an exploratory committee if you're serious. So we'll find out. We'll find out. If we start seeing Iger making speeches of a certain type and a certain caliber and a certain location to certain audiences, that'll be the next, that'll be the next thing that'll happen if he's actually serious about it. That's my that's my guess. I just have to say something. I think it's hypocritical what they're doing to Kathy Griffin. It it was a bad joke. It was bad. Terrible. It was tacky. It was ugly. However, uh, Ted Nugent stood on stage and Don't said he wanted to put a gun it. down his throat and a gun someplace else and take care of him. This is where he was talking about Obama. He didn't lose a job. I think this is hypocritical. I don't care if you think it's cool, if you think it's funny, if you don't think it's not funny. I think it's hypocritical. And I'm sorry for... I, I had to say it. Okay. okay. I won't hit you. <laughs> no, because I hit back. <laughs> <laughs> I think 2020 is going to be Iger and Oprah. <laughs> I am team Oprah. <laughs> I'm all in. Oprah. I'm all in on that. Someone said Oprah. So, All right, that'll do it for the news. All right, thank you, John. Before we... Uh, you're never ready for me. I'm never ready. Ne- even though I tell you what order the news stories are in. While he's doing that, I'm going to, uh, real quick, uh, Teresa... Talk more about Oprah as president? I am. Teresa texted me and wants to say, for folks who won items during the auction, please be patient. She's going to get in touch with you if you haven't picked them up already, and she will let you know about shipping and all of that good stuff. She just needs to get everything together and organized. So please be patient if you won something at the auction and it has to be shipped to you. Teresa will get in touch with you for that. There were a lot of items. There was. I I just have to, I have to, you know, vouch for her. We, our thing ended on Saturday afternoon and we just went to the grocery store yesterday. So it takes a while to recover from this. And and especially Teresa and her team just did such a wonderful job. Stanya and Jen, everybody did. Jackie. Jackie. Katie. Kathy. 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 Just did such an amazing, amazing. I mean, Kathy was just for most of the week, stationed behind her computer, entering items mm-hmm. into the database for the auction. People would um, come in and say, I say, Kathy's sitting over there, and this guy would go, hi. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up with 400 items. Yeah, that's 400 items for the auction. It was incredible. But we'll talk about all that in a little bit. Uh, now, 
uh, I see the floating head of uh, Mr. Steve Porter. And do we have audio, Steve? Hey, yep. You yeah. hear me? Okay, yeah. It's no, apparently it was just... monsoon season. Yeah, is, it rain, is it really raining that hard there? Yes, it is raining extremely hard. I have umbrella in tow. Um, and so I decided to not go to the parks today because I did not want to feel like I was stepping into the shower. Okay. So, so I'm, I'm at uh, Disney's Grand Floridian, um, and I just want to talk a little bit about park hopping because summer is coming up, and there are a lot of uh, showers in the summer. So I love to park hop, um, and it's just a fun option to do. Park when- hop or resort hop? Resort hop, excuse me, resort hop. Okay. Yes, and do me a favor, Steve. Just I want you to turn away around because you're very backlit, and every time you move, you're like coming there. in and out. There we go. There we go. Uh, yeah. So resort hopping is just a great option in the summer because we get you know the three o'clock rain showers that really downpour. So if you're looking for something else to do and you see that there's rain on the uh, the forecast. I think it's a really great option. So I was just kind of walking around the Grand Floridian, went into Basin, got did the hand scrub thing, got lunch here, um, just kind of explored, sat down in the lobby for a little bit. So doing stuff like this, maybe taking the monorail over to the Contemporary or the Polynesian, which I might do in a little bit, um, just a really good option for when you have the crazy rainstorms like we're having and today. What are some of the things you might do over at the Polynesian or the uh, Contemporary? Uh, well, if, if you're on, if you're truly on vacation, you might want to stop by Trader Sam's if it's past four o'clock or, um, you know, just lounge on the beach. They have, they have the great sand beach there. So, um, really good options. I mean, the, uh, contemporary, you could head up to the, uh, California grill lounge or the top of the world if you're a DVC member. Um, so there's lots of great options to do just exploring, even if you don't, you can't go into the pool if you're not a resort, if you're not staying at a Walt Disney resort, but there's still plenty of things to do. Um, and and for those for people like me who love to shop, there are some great shopping options at, at each of those three resorts on the loop. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. The, I mean, be, between the Boutique and Porter's Corners, I forgot the name of the women's gift store downstairs at the Grand Floridian. Um, and I think it's um, – I, I can't remember the name of the gift shop at um, the Contemporary, but all really great options. Bayview so, Gifts. What did you say? Bayview Gifts. Oh, there you go, baby. You get so yeah. Exploring all these, even if you're not staying at a deluxe resort, you can kind of take advantage of some of their amenities um, by just kind of just seeing their gift shops and their bars and their restaurants. Um, and it's a great way to also escape the rain. So. Yeah, awesome. Well, I'm I'm glad you came up with something that kept you out of the rain today because I felt bad sending you into theme parks. So when Craig told nope. me that uh, you were doing this, I'm like, okay, that's smart, <laughs> smart. And also, just you know, because it's your first time. Uh, uh, back on the show since getting married. Just wanted to publicly congratulate you and your wife, Michaela. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, day. I got the ring to prove it. So. Yep. Yep. He's a married <laughs> man. So congratulations on that. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day, park or, uh, resort hopping. All right. See you guys. Take care, Steve. Bye. Bye. All right. Good to have him back. Although he's going on his honeymoon like in a week. So he'll be going. <laughs> to again. Disney World. <laughs> no, no, he's not really no, no. They're going on the uh, Harmony. Harmony he's of the Seas. Universal. <laughs> so, um, all right. Uh, let's move on to Rapid Fire, and we will start with you, Mr. Magi. All right. We have an exclusive Backstage Magic podcast group for 2018. Just ink the contract. It's for December 2nd through December 7th, 2018. Pricing is $3,109 for an adult based on double occupancy. 
Children are $2,959. If you're a single traveling by yourself, you're going to pay $4,349. If you're a child traveling by yourself, you have really bad parents and should probably call somebody about that. (laughs) It's going to be a 10% deposit required to book the adventure. And um, just by word of mouth, over the weekend, Kevin Kevin talking to people, we're half full. So if you're interested in this, you want to contact Kevin at Dreams Unlimited. Or half empty, depending on how you (laughs) You want to look at it. If this is going to sell very, very quickly, people are very excited about the fact that the park will be decorated for Christmas. It's a lot of fun at Christmas. It is. It certainly is. But just word of mouth, if you were there and you talked to me, I told you about this. We have about 32 spots available and more than half have been sold so if you're interested you have to act quickly because i just sent emails out to other people who i spoke to who are interested in joining us so there's feelers out there for others who heard about it in person and that will be the only uh group abd we do next year yeah so that's it for 2018. The other big group we have is our Italy cruise. So that's well, it we for have me. the link up on our show notes page. Yep, absolutely. And you can also write to me at Kevin at Dreams Unlimited Travel. You have to book this through me. Also, too, just real quick, uh, the rest of 2018 Adventures by Disney Vacations are loaded into our pricing engine on our site, our calculator on our site. You can see uh, how much those uh, re- those trips are costing, but also take a look at how much our early booking discount is. For each of those groups, so take them. Take a look at those. All of 2018 are now loaded in our system. That's it. Awesome. Thank you, John. Kevin. Our other group travel for 2018 is our Viking Ocean Cruise, March 24th through March 31st. We'll be leaving the port closest to Rome. I'm not even going to say it anymore. Everyone knows I can't say it. Uh, and we're going to be bumping around the boot of Italy, and we're going to overnight in Venice at the end. It is on the the Viking Ocean Cruise, and right now we have 115 people going. So we're a big group. We are one full ninth of the ship and hoping to take over more. So, and pricing is great. Right now, the lowest uh, priced category, I'm sorry, the lowest priced stateroom category available is about $5,500, but that's for two people for a seven-night med cruise. It's fantastic. Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. <laughs> All right, thank you, Kevin. Kathy. Disney is now offering it to their annual pass holders a $59 express transportation pass. So for the summer, you can park hop all you want using the express transportation. Um, $59, that's pretty good because what was it, three days or seven days, whatever it was before was 29 So you get the whole summer for 59 And it's really a great way to, you know, skip security if you're, you know, serious about your park touring, taking this express transportation. That's a good deal. Way to go. Yeah. It's a very good deal. I'll be buying one. Awesome. Do you have any idea what they're going to do? Are you going to get like a special little ticket? Are you going to get a a pass or something? Do have they said that yet? Um, I don't know. Before it was they they scanned your Magic Band. Oh, so probably any Magic Probably going to yeah. put it on the Magic Band. And what are the dates again? What are the dates? It is June fifth to July thirty first. It can be purchased then. It doesn't say own it. And it's good for dates between June 5th and August 10th. So that's a good amount of time. Yeah, really. I mean, that's even one visit. You know, if you were coming mm-hmm. down for a week, that'd be one visit. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Kathy. You're welcome. 
Corey. All right, going back to the popularity of uh, Pandora, not only the attractions are popular, the land, but also the merchandise, the uh, the little toy banshees you get. They're kind of like a robot. That's so cool. They mm-hmm. but they are officially sold out. Um, now this is uh, they sell these at Wind Traders, which is the only gift shop um, in Pandora. But they they say it could be up to three weeks before they get new ones. But these things are flying off the shelf. And oh. you can probably oh, no fly off the shelf. <laughs> you know, but uh, so it, it's weird. Like Big Fat Panda, he he posted a photo, and it's weird seeing that the all the shelves just completely empty. And but now people are selling on eBay. But just hold out. Don't don't mm-hmm. go spend a hundred bucks on these things. They you can get them for fifty over there. But this is where you, you kind of pick out your own little banshee, and they're really neat. You probably I, it's the whole experience. It is. Yeah. yeah. I learned something at this. Um. I talked to a gentleman whose banshee wasn't working. And one of our agents, Jason, told him how to fix that. So if your banshee's not working, you have to extend the tube attached to the mechanism that makes everything work. You have to extend it all the way. So if you've got one home and it didn't work, make sure you extend the tube all the way because everything works on air. And if there's a, Mm. a bend in the tube... It won't work. Mm. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, they're really, really cool. So some some kids with them. I was uh, going to get one for the kids, but I want them to go through the whole experience yeah. because it is a whole experience, like adopting it and picking it out, and you take a pledge. But. <laughs> Kitty had seen them and thought, why would anybody want to do it till we went? And then she went, I want one of those, but we hesitated, and now they're gone, so... Oh, there, oh. Will oh, yeah. <laughs> there will be more. Oh yeah, oh yeah, will be more. The kings of marketing. How Disney makes you mm-hmm. want to buy that thing, and that's brilliant. Yeah, it's a brilliant oh, and you know idea. they also show the movie on the TV at the resorts. Avatar. Oh, are they? So Katie and I watched about three parts, and Katie went from, oh, why would I want to watch the movie to sitting there like, oh, what's going to happen? So now we have to watch the whole. Yeah, thing. watch so, the movie. I we love were, the movie. I we were do. in uh, Martha's Vineyard. Mm-hmm. And they were playing the movie in the background. There wasn't even the audio on. They were just flat out playing the movie huh. for people sitting at the bar. So they're trying to no, they're being smart about everyone it. they can. They're being smart about it. So, All right. Thank you, Corey. Rhino. Um, okay. So mine actually has to do with uh, what Craig was just talking about, the Martha's Vineyard, um, which has now added some um, pretty great trivia nights there. And this happened by accident. We were there for um, the Patreon meetup for the 20th anniversary. And we got there at four. And then a guy just comes in, this, this cast member, Nick, who I spoke to afterwards. Um, and he's like, trivia's at five. And it's not a thing I could find anywhere. And so... Apparently now, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 5 p.m. during the month of June. It might change after that. Um, But um, you can go and just participate in this trivia. It's free to do, um, and you can win stuff like apps. Um, One of our teams that they had formed won a free... pontoon boat rental that's and a then, big prize yeah that's a big prize yeah. yeah well my team won um the sea what are they called the little speedboat the sea racers. racers the sea racers craig's team won a sea racers too so we're gonna go with like eli and kylie i think and do like a little video really of it cool. or something yeah. but yeah just something we stumbled into and they, they were giving out appetizers and so i asked the cast member nick about this and he says he's the one who came up with it he's the one who suggested it and then they let him do like a test run um, so go and see That's and talk really to him. Cool. He did a really, really good job because it's not all just Disney trivia. There was like a whole sports category. So it really evened the playing field for everybody that was there. Um, so go check it out. Look for Nick. Um, give your feedback on it too because I thought it was really cool. 
it really brought the lounge to life. Because we always call it Martha's Graveyard. Right, exactly. It's so, so dead. Exactly. That's why I chose it. And so I was like, oh, that man, this place fun. is going to be now, hopping now. You said they, they're giving away. At, you got me at food. But um, yeah, you can win selling at, appetizers or giving out? No, 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 no. It was, it was, so if you won the round, you got like an appetizer, too. Oh, and then the okay. overall winners also won these prizes. So there was a lot of prizes that they were giving away for free. And it, 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 I think it lasted like two hours. There was like yeah, it was, a bunch of rounds of it. It was about two solid hours because I missed half of it and it ended right around seven. Yeah. We, so. we had some, uh, some, uh, some people that came to the, the Yeehaw Bob after that and they mm-hmm. were like, yo, we did trivia. I'm like, Rhino organized trivia? Yeah, right. Like, you know, it's like, that, no. it's like that was, that's pretty intense. He gave that's... away pontoon rides? I have never chat So with that's that. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays through the month of June at Martha's Vineyard at the Cape May. At, at, or at uh, Beach Club. Yeah, at, at, and at 5 p.m. So 5 look PM. for Nick. And I'm telling you, if you enjoy it, please give your feedback to... Nick or the front desk at Guest Relations because this is something they could either spread to other lounges or just for you know. see. And I like this. I like the when you're, you're talking about they. He came up with this idea and they yeah. let him do it. So we should really support that. We should yeah. really support Disney letting cast members come up with ideas like this to improve the experience at the resorts. So I would encourage everybody go mm-hmm. check this out um, if you're if you're around in June, uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, five p.m. at Martha's Vineyard at the Beach Club. Um, sounds really cool. Yeah, he. I mean, he made uh, slides and everything. So this guy did went above. Well, that was great working. timing yeah. for that meat too. Uh, yeah, I planned yeah. it that way, right? <laughs> Another great idea if you're looking for some place to cool down. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. It started downpouring day. when we walked in there, so I was yeah. like, I also planned that. So. And a free activity. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't for adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Rhino. Craig. Okay, so. Um, you know, Disney Springs is still always popping up. There's, they're always adding more. We know that uh, at least the Edison's still on the way. Wine Bar George, and then the the new redesigned uh, Portobello that's not being called Portobello anymore. I forget the new name, but apparently there's two more new restaurants to look forward to. Uh, the first one's going to be on the west side, and that's called Jalio. I'm probably saying that very wrong, but it's coming from uh, the world-renowned chef. Jose Andres uh, from Think Food Group, and apparently it'll be a Spanish-style restaurant uh, featuring a menu of tapas um, and other Spanish cuisine, paella. Uh, mm. I can't pronounce. Is half this of these going to? Names. Is this going to like compete directly with Bongos? I, I guess it is. I mean, if anything, who knows? Maybe they'll even close Bongos and try something different with it. But I'm guessing it's going to be a brand new restaurant. I've heard Bongos' um, days are limited. No yeah, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised. And Wolfgang. So, it, 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 it's not that great a loss. Well, no. that's the second half of it, though. Wolfgang Puck is opening up a new concept <laughs> in a new location in Town Center. So it'll be Wolfgang Puck Bar and Grill. It will modernize the traditional bar and grill concept. Hmm. Um, and it's designed by a Californian man who apparently is renowned as a designer and it will highlight the best of puck's signature dishes with mediterranean influences um innovative takes on comfort food and handcrafted specialty cocktails beer and wine so uh yeah those are two new mm-hmm. restaurants that will be coming in uh 2018 and gloria stefan is m.i.a <laughs> that's a buzzword we have to get rid of what gloria stefan no handcrafted uh. <laughs> As opposed to what you feed. <laughs> it, it, everything is... Drinks are handcrafted. By their very definitions, a bartender handcrafts a drink. We have to lose that word. It's like, done. Okay. It's like artisanal. 
Okay. Done. Okay. We'll do that. We will Every once in a while, I get excited. Banned ban from the lexicon. I, I think we it's should. Done. 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 Okay, good. I'm glad we voted. So say it, Kevin. <laughs> say handmade. All right. Thank you for that, Craig. Before we, uh, before we uh, close up, uh, I do want to talk about the, uh, the past week. Um, uh, obviously, we celebrated our 20th anniversary on, on June 1st. Um, and what a, what a day that was. They started with uh, the Yeti coming back to us. Um, and then, of course, uh, at the end of our silent auction, oh, like uh, Kathy mentioned, over 400 items uh, in the auction. I think all but like seven of them went. No, everything went. Everything, everything ended up everything. going? Yep. Unbelievable. Yep. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, we, we, we crossed that threshold uh, to... Uh, Half million dollars with Give Kids the World, which was just, I mean, and you know what a, but we had a, we had a great experience that week. There were a lot of meets, um, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna kind of go around and ask all of you like highlight of the week for you. We'll start with you, Craig. Oh gosh, uh, putting me on the spot. Um, I always start with John, so uh, I figured. Um, I, there was a lot of good. Good highlights. Um, you know, the the trivia was a surprise. Yeehaw Bob was kind of a, a great way to close out the entire end because a lot of people, that was their first time ever seeing him perform and watching them come with their kids and running up on stage and just losing their minds. It, that was kind of fun. Um, gosh, I it's so hard. I, I, I'd say I just enjoyed sitting in the auction room lot of the days and just hanging out with our team and that was kind of the best place to really really meet everyone where we could talk where we didn't have to corral groups and run around mm-hmm. right so yeah how about you rhino um uh, you know honestly that trivia experience we had was a lot of fun it was just an unexpected thing that Unplanned. happened in the rain yeah. yeah and 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 it was with you know, just when you start to think like, oh, there's this group that is around me most of the trip. There were some other people I got to know. And what was really cool is I got to see people like we all know Ashley, um, you know, and her husband, Bob. And they, they're always at these things and big supporters. And um, they got to meet um, another supporter who I've gotten to know over the last year, Brooke, and her, her two kids, uh, Liam and Finn. And, like, I loved seeing I loved them get Liam to know each Finn. other. Yeah, they're great. They they are just the the funniest kids ever. And it was just cool to see them. And then we were talking about to a family from Kentucky. Um, and I remember the son's name was Sam, and he was into movies. And, like, we I, – I don't know. We really clicked at that. I really enjoyed the um, – the dinner we had at um, Fort Wilderness too. Um, at Trails End, yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, kind of just getting some to of our patrons, sit, yeah, yeah, sit and talk to them and just really get to get to know them a little better. And then um, just be reminded of how good the food is there, how good that oh, buffet yeah. is. It's 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 dangerous, is what it is. It is, and mm-hmm. uh, especially dessert because you can go up and you get the bread pudding and then you put the soft serve on it. I was it was, oh, but um, <laughs> then we did the meet at the movie theater afterwards. Or the movie, the outdoor movie at Fort Wilderness that I thought was going to get rained out, but then it. It ended up clearing up, and it was really cool because it kind of became a smaller group. And again, it was like Ashley and Brooke, and you know, just a couple of people showed up. But it was nice to like sit there and watch the kids play and, and have all this thing. And it just it gave you a moment to reflect. So there was a lot of really cool. It's hard to just pick one, you know what I mean? Those are just some really standout things because I thought the party was phenomenal too. And like, it's just insane that you start the party at ten and then you look at your watch and like, oh my god, it's twelve forty-five, right? Because it's just it's really nice to meet everybody and, and talk to them, even if it's just for those seconds. You know, it feels rushed, but it's it's nice to say hello, right? So cool. 
How about you, Kathy? Um, well, probably the high point for me was getting to ride Figment with you. Aww. We we came together. We had a meeting of the minds, and that that was great. It was. I did not want to let that night pass without having that experience yeah, riding that, that with you. That, that was fun, and I said I, I got to meet a lot of fellow Figment fans because you know sometimes I feel like I'm the only one. But met a lot of people. No, I'm a Figment fan. Oh, I, yeah. I'm just not a fan of that attraction. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. I think Figment deserves a much better oh, attraction. I, than I the do one he's too. In. But I says to get to meet a lot of the people that you know watch us online, and I got to thank them for watching the the podcast. I thought that was really neat to finally get to put a you know a face to the the name. Um, just the whole thing, uh, everything. Everything that came up, it's like, wow, that's my favorite moment. Till we got to the next one, and that was my fa- so it was just a great week. I'm I'm still exhausted, but it was mm-hmm. a great week. How about you, Corey? It's uh like they said, it's really hard to pick one event. Um, you know, one thing I loved about the party was uh, you know meeting a lot of people. It, it did it went by fast because that shows you're having fun, but. My highlight of the party is that my kids slept till ten thirty the next morning. <laughs> that was one. Like, they never sleep past. Wow. They never sleep past eight, and so I was like, yes. Um, like all of the meets, like the the movie at Fort Wilderness was great. Going seeing um, my first time seeing Happily Ever After, the first meet on uh, on Monday. Um, it, that that was seeing that in person is something else. I watched the the video, but seeing it in person was great. The uh, you know. Like Craig said, like the Yeehaw Bob was fun. And Bob Jackson, he's such a he's such a people person. I had sent him a message um, a week before, kind of letting him know, like, hey, look, there could be five extra people. There could be over 100. I said, I have no idea because we didn't do signups. And he remembered that night. He, he responded. Oh, that's nice. But he remembered that night. So he did a shout out for the Diz. And, oh, you know, cool. it, wow. so it was really How cool. many people did you have at that meet? It, it, there was no... It was nowhere. There was a lot. Yeah, was I saw the photo. You guys like filled that room, right? Anytime I'd say there was between forty and sixty. Wow! Yeah, because a lot. a lot of people didn't even come up and really say hi to us. They were sitting all the way in the back, and then as you'd like wander, then oh, by the way, since I've seen you now, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to pick one event. But I think the um, I think we had a pretty jam packed uh, jam packed event. I mean, especially the auction room on the first was great. I mean, just the amount of people that came oh in there that Lord. day. I'm like, oh, wow, this Auction is great. Was crazy on the first. And you doing a 45-minute live cast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the live bidding was pretty... It, it was, it was yeah, You could feel it. it, you it know? Was, yeah, there was a lot of energy in the room. It yeah. was kind of cool. How about you, Kevin? Uh, I think the reaction to the folks um, at the Jody Benson concert, watching people's face, yeah. faces. And my favorite post, I'm going to read it to you, a little bit long, but this is my favorite post from the event. It's by Casey Mouse. So I'm not the type of guy who gets all emotional with Disney. I dig the fireworks, I love the parades, but all said, I'm a still a good old redneck from rural Missouri. I religiously watch Chiefs football in the fall and Royals baseball in the spring summer. I coach high school sports and love to teach, but what I experienced last night was pure magic. I arrived alone and worried about feeling out of place. Before long, I had a group of Dizzers to chat with in a game plan for the night. I cruised test track to my heart's delight and soar, and so many times I lost count. When someone whispered Jody Benson was about to take the stage, I thought, what the heck? I'm not that guy, but she's a Disney legend. I walked in late and, to my surprise, found a seat right next to John and Kevin. The next hour changed my Disney life. I'm a hard rock blues type of dude, so I never experienced vocals at that level. I was not listening to a concert. I was dancing with Belle. I was painting with all the colors of the wind. I was looking for a place where I would not be reprimanded for walking on bare land. When 
Jody Benson briefly paused between songs as if we were uh, hanging out with an old buddy. Just one of the guys chatting it up with a pretty redhead. You may not agree with my straight lifestyle, but I ask you don't judge me. I was born this way. <laughs> At the end of the performance, I was standing with tears running down my face. I'm sorry. He says his chubby bearded face. It was transcendent. I think that's the word that Pete uses. Uh... It sounded cool, so I thought I would take a whack at it. We completed the night with illuminations and another countless number of rides on Soren. Long story short, thanks, Diz. I've experienced a, never experienced a night like that. Mm, wow. I think that yeah, that's my yeah. favorite experience that, of the. That captures. Thank you, it. Casey Mouse. I thought it was a great post. That that is awesome, and I've heard that from so many people. Right. I um, just picked him out because I thought he was funny and yeah, well-spoken. But it, it's more than, you know, the feedback I've gotten is more than, oh, this that was a great party. This really, I mean, this that, that party <clears throat> really got to people. And it got to me, to be honest with you. Um, and seeing that room, like, I didn't realize how many people, like, I walked in. A little bit. She, she hadn't started yet, but no, I walked in. I was like, holy cow. Try looking lot. at it from the stage. Yeah. <laughs> when John and I walked out to introduce or to, to say hello to everybody, I was like, whoa, wow, there's a lot of people here. Um, you know, look, for me, it was a uh, uh, very reflective week. Um, John and I are the only two that have been here since day one. We've been here since the very beginning. We are the only two that have seen every person come in and some leave and some die. And, um, you know, we've been here for all of it. So um, John and I, I think we process that sort of thing very differently. Um, For me, it is very reflective. It's, you know, and very emotional. And that day in particular, I was just, well, it actually started at the meet, the Patreon meet Mm. at trails end, uh, the server, asked if we were celebrating anything. And at first I said, no, not really. And I said, well, we are celebrating the 20th anniversary of, of my, of my website tomorrow. And as the words came out of my mouth, that was the moment I think that it really hit me. And I got emotional and like, I'm like sitting there with all of our patrons and (laughs) I've got tissues over my face and I'm trying not to do like the ugly Oprah cry. Um, And, I was like trying, trying to like hold that back. So you know, you don't, you don't want to have like a full-on mental breakdown in front of like you know a lot of people. But um, so I did, and then you know it started again when the Eddie came back to us, and then when we crossed that five hundred thousand dollar mark with Give Kids the World. Um, but for me, the moment was Illuminations. Um, that. There was something about that. Um, and when I say I, I, was, I was shaking, I was crying so hard at that. Um, there was just something so special about the whole thing. And that was like the cherry on the Sunday for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and just saying, how the hell did we get here? How the hell is this really happening right now? Um, it's a surreal experience. Um, but one that... In particular, I'm going to remember the rest of my life. Um, also, at the very end of Illuminations, as soon as it was as it was over, the only thought in my mind was, "Okay, what's next? What are we doing next?" 
Where do we take this from here? John has to get through crisis counseling first. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just talking about I'm talking yeah. about in a broader in a broader sense. Where do we move forward? Where do What's we move the next thing? Yeah, right. We always are thinking that and, way anyway, right? That's the way you it know. Is, and what? And I have some very 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 specific ideas um, about what's next. But what about you, John? What was your highlight? Couple of highlights for me. First and foremost, my my big internal moment was when Jody was performing. It was like that was the moment when I actually relaxed, mm. and I just sort of enjoyed everything that had happened and everything that was happening. I finally said to myself, "Okay, this is it. It's over. <laughs> There's nothing else I can do. Nothing else I can control." But I allowed myself to enjoy her concert, which was incredible for me. She sang the song Disneyland. I loved that. Oh song. yeah, that great song. Right, I'm going I'm to brag for a minute. I had the chance to pick out her songs. To pick out her set, the order in which she performed them, and this is a pretty big deal for someone like me. Sure, right? for anybody, I, I get to pick these things out. Excuse me. So that's my internal moment. However, there was a lot of other stuff going on, and Kevin and I decided to set up in the breezeway, going into where Soren is and everything for the party, and the number of people who stopped and hugged me and cried. Mm-hmm. And not just tonight. It wasn't just about that night. It was about what the Diz meant to them. Yeah. And stories of illnesses that were overcome. And personal stories of things in their lives that the podcast got them through. And things like this. It's just incredible that we have this opportunity to touch people in this way. I'm not going to mention a name, but you told me a story. One gentleman said, you made my wife I apologize for stealing your story. You made my wife forget she has cancer treatments for a night. Mm -hmm. Going back and forth with this one couple, and they were just the sweet in email, and it was very sweet, and the whole thing was very nice. And I said, make sure you say hi to me, because I won't remember, and I won't know who you are. And they did, and it was just it was an incredible moment. So it was that sort of, and then everything else. Of course, you know, we got to arrange the private rides with Jody Benson. With Jody, yeah. The people who got back to me on that, who were just like most incredible moment of my life. That sort of so stuff. generous of her to allow us to auction that off. Yeah. Oh raised gosh. a lot of money so doing wonderful. that. Every once in a while, I'm sure you all feel this. I never want to stop doing this, but there's times when life gets busy, and you think it. Sometimes it seems like it's more than it is. Then you do something like this, and you think to yourself, "Oh, now I know why I do this. Mm-hmm. Now I know why." Yep, I agree. And I, I think agree. the same thing for the travel agency. You know, we get we get tired, we get exhausted, we get frustrated. But it's when those moments when you send somebody to Disney or you send somebody on Adventures mm-hmm. by Disney or a cruise and they come back and they tell you these wonderful stories, it's it's invigorating. It is. It is. So I, um, I had an amazing week. I think we all did. I think yeah. it was exhausting but amazing. And so grateful to those of you that could join us and, and share that, sharing that experience with us and here's to 20 more here's to 20 more years so that is going to do it for our show for this week we hope you enjoyed it and we'll be back with you again next tuesday with another edition of the diz unplugged thanks for being with us everyone and remember stay out of the damn lights have a great week <laughs>